Well, hello and welcome to the Decent United Kingdom show. This is season two, episode eight, and we are live on YouTube. So hello to all the listeners out there and all the viewers now. Absolutely crazy. Um, in this bizarre time, we find ourselves in right now, obviously, with uh, COVID-19. I hope you're all well and keeping that respectable social distance from others when you're out and about. Um, today's show, I've got a very special guest alongside me who is over to the right. Um, he is the man who was uh, synonymous with DC United. He's been there for, well, as long as I can remember anyway. He is a former captain. He's won the MLS Cup and he's our current head coach. It's Ben Olsen. Welcome to the show. Thanks, James. How, how are you doing over there? Uh, not too bad. It is sunny and glorious and in the mid uh, 20 degrees Celsius over here, which is quite nice. Um, how about you over there? How is it out there? Uh, it is sunny, yeah. uh, but the rain is a coming. And uh, oh. so when I uh, wrap this up, I'm going to take out my three kids and run them so they're tired and uh, they can chill out a little bit when it does start to rain. Yeah, and it, like when it rains. Three dogs. When it rains, it pours out there, from That's what it. I remember. Um, so how are you and the family? Kids all right? Everyone fit and healthy? Everybody's good. You know, we're, we're at each other's throat every now and then. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, it's, it's a, a really nice time to be with family. And, and we're lucky to be healthy. Uh, we're, uh, we're getting creative on, on how to spend the days. But not much yeah. different than, uh, you know, most people, right? You're... you're um, trying to be safe and you're dealing with the kids and the homeschooling aspect. Yep. Uh, uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, interesting time, but uh, yeah, we're, we're okay here. Good. Uh, so obviously you've have a little bit more spare time because you're not in training or you're not doing any tactical analysis. I'd imagine for any teams right now, because we're not playing anyone. Uh, so what have you been up to in your spare time? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's still, it's still a lot of work. Um, you know, and you're, you're trying to still create, uh, and hammer home your culture, uh, mm. of what you want to build. Uh, you're still trying to hammer home, uh, principles of play uh, in small group discussions and, and the tactical discussions with your team. You still kind of need a state of the union mm. type meeting with all the players and, and making sure they're informed on, uh, what's going on, uh, the, the, you know, where the league's at and, and where this whole thing is headed uh you're working constantly with sports science department to make sure the injured guys have the right plan so when we do come back they're in a good spot uh to start to compete um uh, a large a large amount of focus and a lot of this ends up being on the sports science department is um making sure these guys are uh a first and foremost in a safe environment and uh, the, and are healthy, and, and we're supporting them in, uh, in any way they need. Uh, but then it's also about making sure these guys are, are fit, uh, and they, they understand the weekly periodization, the uh, programs that are sent out to them. Uh, and so, again, when they re return, they're in a good spot and not set up to fail uh, through injury or, or just being out of shape. So we can hit the ground running for that month of preseason, which uh, it looks like more and more that there's going to be when we do get back uh, a month of, of uh, a mini camp mm. of some type. We're, we're not sure of the details yet, but there will be a significant amount of time to get these guys ready uh, so we don't put them um, in danger when they do get back on the field for games. 
Yeah, that kind of has answered one of my questions already, where um, how will it look like when we actually do return to um, action? So you reckon a month of pre-season uh, to get things back up and running? Yeah, we, we, we don't know. And, and some of this is being played out in Europe right now. Mm. Uh, I know Germany's back at it and uh, a few other leagues are starting to uh, get back in, in, in it seems like they're starting with a uh, small groups. So mm. groups so two or four and separated in certain areas of the field uh, where the distancing is, is right. And maybe avoiding some of the locker room stuff and some of the close proximity areas that you have at the stadium or the training ground. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I assume it'll just build up until the point where uh, we have uh, the, you know, we, we have the whole group and then it will start from there. And I think we'll have a, a month preseason, uh, you know, give or take a week or two. Um, but it's important because there's going to be a lot of games. Any way yeah. you slice it, when you do get back, uh, I'm assuming there will be uh, a jam packed schedule and, and that will cause some. Uh, uh, it, it'll be good because you'll have to make a lot of adjustments. A lot of players will see time. Uh, you, you won't have the luxury of week to week just playing your starting 11 or your yeah. 12, 13 guys. And I think that's a that's a good thing. And, and you keep a lot of players engaged in that process. Yeah, it's, it's going to really stretch the rosters, I would imagine, as well. So you're going to have to make use of pretty much everyone. No doubt. And that's again, that that's that's exciting. I think that's <laughs> exciting for our, our players. Yeah, uh, it's exciting for a coach to get to uh, almost in some ways be forced to play a lot of players maybe that wouldn't get as much time. Uh, throughout the regular season and uh, you also can find out what people are made of you, you, you can be surprised that way as well yeah um, speaking about obviously the schedule um, do you reckon there'll be a reduction in the amount of games that I played um, whether it's just um, going to be maybe interconference or do you reckon we'll still end up playing uh, Western Conference sites it, it seems like uh, everything's on the table right now mm. uh, it, it's uh, it's fairly logical to think that we will not get all the games in at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's nothing set in stone. You know, they're, they're, uh, I think they're just in a holding pattern. Uh, in the meantime, there's a lot of, I think, sharp people uh, hashing it out and coming up with different scenarios yeah. uh, within the league. And, and again, I think there's a lot of eyes right now on the rest of the world and how their return to play is happening. Uh, not necessarily how they working with their seasons because uh, we're not on that FIFA calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So ours is a little bit different, and, and we have till December uh, or through the new year to to get a bunch of games in. So I think they'll get creative. Yeah. And uh, I, I look forward to to getting back. It's missing, you know, missing the guys. I'm, I'm missing that locker room. Yeah. And uh, it it, uh, it can't come soon enough. <laughs> so obviously you're not in the locker room right now so how have you been coaching the team and what kind of differences have you had to make to adapt to the situation well you, you, it's it's not that different um you know it, it you mentioned earlier you're not really preparing for an opponent mm. and that's always a, a you know that's a that's the fun part uh, in in some of the teaching and going throughout the week is, is uh, trying to crack the code of the other team and, and, and prep your group uh, to have success uh, on the weekend. Uh, but as I, as I mentioned earlier, it, it becomes kind of a large group. One day we try to do a large group 
uh, instruction or State of the Union and, and, and catch up and make sure we see each other's faces. Um, and then later in the week, we, we try to break down some core principles that we'd like to see in our team that we already kind of hashed out in preseason. But um, it, it's a good time to have full focus on some of the, uh, the, the details that you want to see uh, whether it's in possession, out of possession, transition stuff, whether it's box defending. For instance, today we had um, a half hour with groups of four on box defending and how we want to look in our low block in hmm. certain scenarios. So it gets it gets pretty geeky um, and uh, real quick. And but the guys are are very engaged uh, in the process, and uh, we also you know, spend a lot of time. As said before, focusing on the health and the yeah. mental health and the fitness levels of our players. Uh, and then we, we split up the task of, of with the coaching staff of reaching out to these players as much as possible. And it's very, very interesting, and I keep saying it, that it's a great time to connect with players. Yeah, And you wouldn't think so as you're coming through a Zoom or – uh, you, you, but it is, and when when you speak to players during the season, it's weighted. They're guarded. The emotion of the the season is hit, always hitting me or them, uh, and they're, you're just in a different space. And mm. now is a good time, I think, to connect to players on a personal level. And uh, of course, you you know once you get back to maybe you have a little bit more of a relationship with that player. Um, when you do get back in the in the heat of it all, and I imagine in a in a weird sort of way, it'll really help with um, team chemistry as well in this kind of things that we're having to learn about each other. I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm under no illusions that we're we're in the human business, and and you know these players have uh, a lot of emotions, and and creating a little bit more culture. Uh, of what you believe in and your is harder than I think the one V one connections. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that comes from the locker room and your leaders being around the group and your on the field reactions to certain aspects of the game. Right. Uh, and that's kind of how you hammer home. I think the, the, the overall culture of your, of your team, yeah. how you travel, all these little things. But now is the time. I think you can you, you can hit your core principles as a team. Uh, uh, in, again, in possession, out of possession, but also connect with players on a personal level. So, I want to talk about your past a little bit right now. Uh, so, um, obviously, how far you want to go back? <laughs> well, uh, a little bit, and then a little bit further, if that's all right. All right. So, firstly, obviously, you've played for DC United for pretty much your entire career. Uh, but you did spend a bit of time over here in England uh, playing for Nottingham Forest. I know we've spoken about it, but for the listeners, uh, how was it for you as an American playing over here in England? It, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful time in my life. It really was. Um, you know, in America, you grew up playing the game, uh, and Europe is always on your mind, right? It's the, yeah. it's the place you want to go, and it's a step up from... Uh, the MLS and, and you know, a lot of players grow up in this country dreaming uh, of playing in Europe. 
I, I wasn't necessarily that kid when I was 10 years old. I need to play for Liverpool. You know, it just didn't, <laughs> it, did, it didn't resonate in that way. But yeah. once I did become pro and uh, with DC United, I, I, I did want to get a taste of European soccer. Um, <clears throat> and a chance came through uh, David Platt. I tell the story was over here mm. looking at Stern John, a, a forward who played for Nottingham ah, Forest. But yeah. at the time he was playing for Columbus crew and, David Platt was over watching him. We just happened to be playing Columbus uh, Stern's team uh, on the day, and I must have uh, piqued his interest a little bit. And uh, and uh, you know he asked about me on a loan uh, during the winter, and uh, it worked out, and it was it was great. And it was great, even though it derailed my career. Hmm. You know, I, I ended up breaking my ankle there about two months in and uh, it was such a blue collar tough guy culture uh, in that league that you know I had actually broke my ankle and I played on it for another week or two uh, I had a hairline <laughs> fracture and it was so sore and I just you know it was just the culture there was like you don't tell the trainer you just kind of go through <laughs> it and you keep pushing and pushing and ultimately I just kept playing through it and um, I pushed off in a game and it just snapped and it was a, a, a big blow for me because not only the injury set was going to set me back and it was a broken ankle, uh, it also killed my chances of staying at Nottingham uh, permanently. And, mm. you know, whether or not that would have happened, uh, I'm not sure, but it certainly was something I wanted. And I, I think uh, that the club might have been interested as well. But uh, again, it wasn't meant to be. I don't I don't regret going there. I do not. Uh, it was just the fans were wonderful. Uh, the city, I, I really fell in love with the city. I stayed there in the city center, stayed at a hotel the whole time. So it was it was good living for a uh, 21-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, I just want to ask, what has been your most favorite game you've actually played in? Well, they, they were all... You know they're all memorable. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the 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 most memorable, and this is probably not the this is probably the the my least favorite was uh, I'll tell you that story. The uh, we were playing Birmingham yep. away, and I think it was the day before Christmas, right? You is that Boxing Day there? Uh, Boxing or, Day day after Christmas. Day, day after the day yeah. before, right? They jam a game in there too. And they, <laughs> there's so many games during yep. that period. I, so I flew my father over for Christmas, and I, you know, he was so proud of me. And I was, Dad, I'm going to fly you over. I got some free tickets from for us. He, he brought his wife, and oh. uh, they're sitting up in the stands with the with our with the Forest fans and bragging about me, and uh, just really enjoying it all. And I was having a nightmare of a game. I mean, I was just spinning, and I was against the player. I forget his name, but he was definitely taking advantage of me <laughs> physically. And I, I just having one of those days, and. Uh, the ball was crossed to the back stick and I remember I was right in front of the forest fans and I went to clear the ball and I, I roofed it in our own net. I scored a great goal against our, um, on our goalkeeper. I tried to clear it with my opposite foot, went off my heel, went right in the 90. And, uh, so basically, you know, my dad's now kind of hiding in the fans. Now he's not, not as boisterous and, and Christmas was ruined for us, but, it was a uh, it, it was a great time. It really was, and I remember we were at a Chinese restaurant. I think that that evening or Christmas day, and it was I was just miserable. 
but I snapped out of it. <laughs> um, There's one game I've, I've recently caught up on, which is on the MLS YouTube, um, which is the Rumble at RFK. How was it playing on that? Because when I watched it, I was, I was seeing tackles flying in after 30 seconds and nobody got sent off. And I was just like, how? It, it was a brutal game. There, there, there should have been like three players left on each each <laughs> team at the end of that game. But it was it's one of my favorite games that I've ever been involved with. And I, I also tell this story that it was one of the it was probably the only soccer game that I played in that during the game I felt very appreciative to be in the game. Almost as I stepped out of myself and said, Man, this is a wonderful game. Uh, it was back and forth, great goals, great atmosphere. It was at home, mm. uh, just such quality. But both teams had such uh, great character pieces that uh, you knew they were going to play at the highest level they could for that match, and it didn't disappoint. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a nasty game. It was physical. It was taxing. It was back and forth. Again, the goals were spectacular. Really clever goals. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it helps to win the whole, you know, win the game. And, you know, you have fonder memories of the game when you, you end up walking away. I missed the penalty kick, so uh, that was not fun. Uh, <laughs> but my buddy, Nick Ramondo, the goalkeeper, bailed us out, as he usually did. So it was a, a wonderful game. Yeah, I was going to ask about the penalty, but I might not know. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it was never my strong suit. I was the player that wanted to take him, but yep. wasn't good at him. It was probably a, night, a nightmare for a coach. He's like, oh, I'll pick you because you have your hand up, but you stink at him. So, oh, um, obviously playing at RFK, um, and we now we're at Audi Field. Um, on the show earlier on in the year, um, had a couple of guests on, and we had a question sent in. And it was asked about what we would take from RFK to Audi Field. And it was mentioned the raccoons. Uh, because someone was apparently fond of the raccoons that were at RFK. And something was kind of created, which was the Olsen's Furry Army. Um, what do you make of that? I, I don't know about this, but uh, <laughs> Olsen's Furry Army? Yeah, my- yeah. That's what the raccoons would have been called if they were taken over. So me and behind me is 11 like animals and rats and roaches and things like that. That would be a great poster. I'd like to see that poster if anyone could make that. Uh, You know, RFK was a very interesting place to go to work. And I ended up going to work there probably more than anybody ever. Uh, so for 20 years, I was yeah. going to that building. So I have a, a, a lot of great memories in it. And it just became home. I, I, I joke that uh, there's a movie called Shutter Island where <laughs> yes. you're, you're kind of, you know, it was kind of my Shutter Island. Uh, I, but I, I, and I, I felt very comfortable there. And, you know, but any, on any given day, you'd walk in and it was, you know, there, there were leaks everywhere and the showers didn't work today. And there's, <laughs> you know, roaches, you know, in your shoe. and But it was, we embraced it. We really did. And, and you had no other choice, right? We didn't have any yeah. other options but to embrace it. And I think for a long time, it suited us. And, and we were a low money spending team. And, you know, our, our mantras, we punch above our weight. It wasn't always stylistically the, the most beautiful soccer. Uh, but we were gritty and we were adaptive and, and 
uh, we didn't we, we bent, but we didn't break a lot of times. And that atmosphere that we went to uh, every day, again, suited a lot of those teams. And uh, I was uh, it was uh, I miss it at times, but uh, not too much. You know, yeah. the, being at Audi Field and some of the you know, some of the newer n- newer state of the art equipment that we have now, and uh, it's a, it's more of a professional environment. Yeah, I do. I absolutely adore Audi Field. Uh, unfortunately, I never made it out to RFK, but I've been to Audi Field twice now, um, and it's there's not a bad seat in the house. And the atmosphere is absolutely unbelievable. Have you noticed a difference in the atmosphere from RFK to Audi Field? Yeah, it, it, different, right? It's completely, you know, RFK. The size of it, uh, a, a bit cavernous. I will say, though. The, there, there were games, there were nights at RFK <clears throat> that were super special. Um, and our fan base did a, such a great job of, of bringing a, the right atmosphere to, to help us win games at RFK um, as they're doing at Audi Field. But there was a certain glow about RFK. The lights were different. Mm. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's, you can't replicate that in any new uh, stadium. Uh, and moving into Audi Field, it's you know it's given us uh, certainly a, a, a you know a leg up, a home field advantage, and it's it, the, the the intensity has grown. And in a new building, you have to grow into it, and your fan base has to grow into it. And it took you know the first year, it took a few games because mm. there was a lot of new fans and uh, people that wanted to see the glossy new stadium and. Uh, but you see uh, at the third, fourth game, you start to feel that, you know, it, it was starting to be home. And now we go in there and the, the energy is fantastic. I, uh, you look at, obviously, as you said about growing into the stadium. And then you look at that run that we went on at the end of 2018. That was just absolutely unreal. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before when moving into a new stadium. Sure. It was a it was a a memorable time uh, in, in my coaching career again the arrival wayne gave the the organization a shot in the arm it gave our our, our fans a, a big boost and the level that we played at uh was uh w- was pretty high it wasn't as high as people thought it was we we uh, we made a lot of big plays down that stretch uh we were efficient you know we weren't dominating teams necessarily every game uh, but we were we, we had playmakers and, and lucho and wayne were playing at a high level and, and their connections that that partnership was 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 special we were tough to play against uh and we defended really well and you know the the run we had last year was was also pretty uh pretty epic uh get, getting into the playoffs we needed to have a good stretch and we went on a um a, a, a you know, a, a winning streak to get us into the playoffs and put us in a good, pretty good spot there. And uh, again, the Toronto game didn't go as, as planned, and that's that's something we need to work on. And mm. uh, we've we've managed to get into playoffs more times than not, and uh, but we have not gotten over that hump when it comes to uh, the early rounds of the playoffs. And uh, that that's something we we we're obviously very very aware of, and it's something we we push for, and, and we have plenty of chats about why and how do we get past that uh that little uh stop gap that we're in right now and hopefully it can be this year if we uh, get back to work 
Yeah. Um, and you just touched on that. Is there anything that we can do to bring those glory years from RFK to Audi Field? Um, is there anything that you might have touched on yet? Yeah, I, I, I hesitate to go back there and say, okay, this is what we need to do to get back mm. uh, to that. To me, it's like comparing old players to new players. And uh, that was then, and, and, and now we're in a whole new league. And this league is very, very different to um, you know, the, those early years. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of those early years. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was humbled to be a part of them. Uh, but I, uh, but now is the landscape of this league is is much different uh, than those early years. So we have to look in, we have to look now and into the future to push this club uh, past where we're at um, mm. uh, currently. And again, currently we're a team that gets into the playoffs and uh, is that that's the expectation. And uh, we have to uh, be because of, we've had a new field and some, some awareness now because we've had some big signings, the uh, expectations are, uh, are growing and mm. the pressure is growing that we push more than just making the playoffs. And I think that's very, very healthy. Uh, I think that puts a, a healthy pressure on myself a healthy pressure on the players and and management to now uh, ultimately uh, raise a trophy, and that's what we do this for. Uh, we do this for that one night where you know you get champagne in your eyes and and you you create bonds for for a championship bond uh, for for your entire life. That make no mistake, that's why we do this, and uh, we work out. You know, I've been for the last ten years waking up with that in mind every day, and. I have not been able to do that for our fans, uh, but I, I certainly um, uh, w will not stop, and, and I'll, I'll keep doing my best, and uh, that's that's all I can do. And that's all we can ask for is that you do your best. Um, as you just mentioned, you've been a manager for 10 years now, um, which is the second longest serving in MLS. How do you keep things fresh year in, year out? Uh, there, there's been times throughout the 10 years where, uh, it's been a little difficult mm. because of the, 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 the grind of this job, uh, and it can, it can wear you down. Uh, but I have my coping mechanisms and it doesn't take me too long to, uh, figure out, you know, how to, uh, kind of take care of myself so that I am, uh, giving everything I can to help the, the club and, and these players succeed. And, um, but it's, uh, you know, this, this, this little break here, uh, for me, uh, personally, as, as much as I'm looking forward to getting back, mm. um, you know, these, these last couple of weeks of, of stepping away, I think is a time to build energy and, and, and appreciate, what you do and as i've heard that from players and other coaches uh there's nothing like appreciating what you do um uh, uh better than than having it taken away and and that's that's happening right now so very much looking forward to it my energy levels my competitive spirit is um as good as it ever has been and uh yeah i'm just looking forward to get back and, and get this team who I believe in. Uh, I think it's a it's a really good group. I think we still have the ability to add 
two or three players to this group. Mm. Uh, maybe it's in, in this year or early next year to really take this group uh, to being one of these teams that can compete for a, for a championship. Uh, what types of players would you be looking for then, um, if there's a few more to add? Uh, you know, it's it becomes a conversation of you know, do, do you build depth? Mm-hmm. Um, are you good enough? Are you, are you starting group? Are you can that team win a championship? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if if so, if you believe that, you know, you you grab some depth and you make sure that those guys are playing at their best through competition, and that you don't get caught with your pants down with an injury or two. Uh, uh, but then you evaluate, you know, on the other side is that, okay, uh, I need to enhance the group. We need to enhance this group and, and get something with some different, uh, uh, different personalities. And maybe that's speed. Uh, maybe that's a, a, a forward. Maybe that's a better passer in the back. Maybe that's a more aggressive outside back with, with better service. Maybe it's a midfielder who has different eyes that uh, is more of a playmaker uh, whether it's deep or a, a number ten that can um, is all 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 rounded, where it can score, or assist. Uh, maybe it's again. Maybe you need some steel. So you know, it, it, this is just an, a, a constant evaluation of who you are that we go through, um, not only in the off season and prepping the team, mm. but each week we're continually dissecting our team, not only what we need in the now, tactically, uh, physically mentally but also what do we need uh, from the outside and how do we get this team uh, to push and, and get better because as this league moves faster and faster and as the money pours in uh, you can't stay still you have to keep adding and enhancing your team and the second you kind of think you're good enough uh, you know you're not and you just got to keep on pushing and, and getting better because the league is moving very very fast yeah um one last question before we move on to the questions that have been sent in by some of the fans um as a manager what's the best game you've managed in the best game i've managed you know a few a few games stick out uh you know i really enjoyed the columbus game that we lost um and I know that's hard to say, uh, but the game itself was, a, 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 I think, a really high game tactically. I, I think the quality on both both sides. And again, sometimes you have to step away from the, the wins and losses and say, OK, this was a, a, a great game uh, to watch. It was a great game from, I, I think, both coaches. Uh, it was a good, uh, uh, good tactical battle. I think it was a good physical battle i think tactically the the players both sides really played at a at a high level mm. uh good goals good moments uh so you know that that playoff game uh w- was a memorable the salt lake game where we won the open cup is really my you know only championship with yeah. with uh, as a, as a coach and uh that was a tough year in 2013 and to to win that cup in a disastrous season was uh, w- was probably my fondest memory as a coach. Yeah, uh, and it was a it was a really interesting year for me development uh, from a development standpoint. Uh, 
you know, it, it showed me a lot about myself and, and what I'm capable of, but also what I need work on and who I need to surround myself with to make uh, my coaching staff whole. And, uh, and it was a, it was a really, really uh, interesting year that 2013. Again, if you don't know about it, we were yeah. last place in the league, but uh, put a lot of eggs in the open cup basket and, and went to Salt Lake City, uh, a team that was uh, used to winning championships and battling for championships in a, a very, very tough place to play in altitude. Uh, probably nobody had a lot of money on us at the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we kind of were the underdogs and we won that game. And it was a, it's a, a really fond memory. Uh, going back into some of those New York playoff games, the snow game was a really fun game to be a part of. That weekend was very chaotic, <laughs> and uh, to, to end up being on the, the winning side of that is a, is a great memory. Uh, some of my early days, you know, yeah. making the playoffs again for the first time, Lewis Neal's goal to get us back into the playoffs after a few years where uh, we were pretty thin with postseason matches. Uh, you know the, the the Wayne the Wayne Lucho goal you know, Orlando is uh, one day I'll tell that whole story because uh, there's a lot of layers to that Ooh. game. Uh, you have to wait for my book um, for for that one, but uh, it was a it was a remarkable moment and the way that spread globally yeah. and you know, to, to deal with Wayne and it was 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 really uh, a, a, a fun a fun thing to do he made my life very easy uh, from a managerial standpoint yeah. Uh, so yeah those are a few yeah um that's uh, last comment about wayne kind of leads us nicely into some of the fan questions because we had one that's come up on um on youtube whilst we're live right now um from ig Tecker is his username um He's, you might have heard about Wayne Rooney's recent comment about protecting the American player. Um, have you got any thoughts on that? And you probably, we all know the answer to this one, I would imagine, is was he a good leader in the locker room? I think he was, well, let me start with that one. I think he was a good leader. Yeah. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, he led by example. I mean, he he comes in with a, a name and a, a persona and a resume that is, second to none um, but then he backs it up and he makes plays on on game day he's a he's a good teammate to everyone you yeah. know whether it's the young guys uh, very very approachable and and really seems to love the locker room culture he's been in it a long time and uh, he feels very comfortable in that environment uh, he was uh, great tactically to bounce things off of he's, he's, a, he's a, certainly a sharp uh, sharp soccer mind for for from a player standpoint uh, so I, I enjoyed our back and forth uh, and you know not only on game day was he present and engaged and, and up for the task his training habits were, were very good and yeah. he, he, was, he was a competitor and I think he brought out the best in in players because of that but also just because of his presence and uh, you know, guys were excited to have him uh, at training and engaged, and I think they liked seeing him in the starting lineup and going to battle with him uh, when it when it came down to Saturdays. Um, another question that is uh, coming over on YouTube is: um, we, you talked about the huge stretch from um, last year, um, 
I think it was last year, against uh, start start against LA Galaxy. And there was a picture taken of you celebrating. And I think it's where you've you've got two fist pumps going at the same time. Have you seen the wallpaper from that game? Have I seen the wallpaper? Yeah, so there's been quite a few um, creations, shall I say. I have not seen them, um, no. And uh, But, yeah, I, I don't know. I might send you them afterwards. Okay. You, you <laughs> my, yeah, listen, the... the uh, I, I've, I've probably, you know, I, 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 in and out of the emotion, you know, the emotional levels on the sidelines, some games I'm a little bit more, uh, intense than others. And I'm sure on some of those intense days, if, uh, they've caught me in some emotional moments, but it's part of it. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I still got a lot of fire and I still love these, these moments. And the older I get, the more I appreciate wins and, uh, the, these special moments and I'm able to step back a little bit and um, it's uh yeah I'd like to see him yeah I guess maybe maybe <laughs> um, right so other fan questions that we've had sent it so um, I'll go through a few from Twitter um, so a chap um, who sent one David Sheehan he's asked um, at the start of the season we it wasn't the best of starts of the first game um, do you think the team were prepared enough? Um, was it just a case of bad luck on the day um, against Colorado? Well, we, we've listen. We, we we've made a lot of changes, right? Yeah. Uh, and when, anytime you have basically a front three or four new players, uh, you're you. It's going to take time. And I've said this from the beginning. Uh, we're going to be a much different team in at that point this summer and then we'll be a different team down the stretch uh than we are in the summer so this is a this is a journey each season is um uh you go through uh, a whole host of changes and and uh part of that process is making sure you take that colorado game dissect it uh be non-emotional about who you are and where you can go and if it's not working, you know, if you're not getting better, then adapt and change. And, and that's how the season looks. Um, and But, you know, I, I kicked myself in the Colorado game. Uh, we needed a, a fresh leg or two. Mm. And I, I should have gotten somebody in uh, to whether break up a few seconds to give our guys an exhale uh, uh, or, or just get some fresh legs on. Uh, but I decided not to do that, uh, full disclosure, because of set pieces. Okay. Um, my bench was very short. Yep. Uh, yes, they had legs, but they didn't have height. And we were under it. And uh, yes, we want to win at home. But I, I figured that we could hang in there and grind out uh, the result uh, and live to fight another day. And uh, ultimately, we had quite a few set pieces that we did well in. Uh, but we uh, we fouled up a play there in the end. We had plenty of chances to get rid of the ball, and um, a few guys uh, weren't at their best down the stretch. But that can be uh, that could be fatigue, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know, ultimately, I'll, I'll put that one on me. And but that's how it goes. You, you know, you you make mistakes, um, and the mistakes live with you a little longer than. Uh, the the ones that you get right that nobody notices and 
I've had, I've had plenty of both, believe me. And uh, the inner Miami game wasn't perfect either. And it was a little bit more of a fractured game with the red card. And how we dealt with uh, being up a man was not good enough. So, uh, again, these are the first two games of the season. This yeah. is th- We're not the only team that's trying to figure, uh, figure out who they are and, and uh, how best to go about winning games. And this will, when we get back, this will continue to be the process. Uh, and then right when you figure it out, you add a new piece in, in the summertime or in the transfer window, and you now have to figure out a little bit more about who you are and who plays uh, well with each other and, and what makes your team tick uh, the most. So, again, it's a journey, mm. uh, and each game we is a, a blank slate, and you, you continue to learn about yourselves. And um, it's, uh, But I, I do believe in this group. I look forward to getting back with them. Cool. Um, next question uh, comes from Daniel Wise, um, who I've got to give a quick shout out to because he helped me get everything set up um, for this stream and help do a couple of tests to make sure everything working right. So thank you, Daniel. Um, if you could conjure up any MLS player in their prime um, and put them into the squad that we've got now, who would it be and why? Wow. That's a good question. Um, probably Jaime. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Jaime Moreno. I like that uh, answer. I like that one. Yeah. I I think just because of, you know, he 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 gave you so many things, right? He he gave you hold up play. He gave you speed. Uh, he gave you running in behind. Uh, gave you goals. He gave you his passing ability was, uh, you know, and, and the way he made players around him better uh, through whether it's his hold up play or his, his ability to pass. Um, he could drive by you one V one. You know, there wasn't a lot of weaknesses in mm. Jaime as a forward. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that that's an easy one. It'll be Jaime. Cool. And he is kind of one of the main reasons why I support DC United because he played for my team over here in the UK. Hi, Burrow. Yeah. Um, shame about how we're doing right now, but there we go. Um, question from Instagram, um, DCU uh, TV. He wants to know what's your favourite low-key place to get a drink? I hesitate to even say the name of the place because it's, it's my place. Fair point, yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, there's a. I actually uh, I gave up drinking January 1st, um, oh. so I, I don't drink uh, as of now. Uh, and uh, but December 30th, I would have gone to. Uh, I would have gone to my local bar here. I, I live in the city, so. Mm. Uh, I'm very close to plenty of spots, pl- plenty of watering holes. But my favorite would be a place called All Souls, a real quiet bar where uh, I can go in and uh, be by myself after a game and, and have a quiet one. Fair. Um, next question. Uh, I've had a couple come over on Reddit. Um, possibly not so much now, but uh, a guy called Jalapeno um, wants to know, if there was a DC United beer pong tournament, who would your partner be? Beer pong? Yeah. 
I go back for this one to my. Um, I would probably beer pong. Well, there's two ways to look at this. You know, yeah. they, they, there's the the ability to drink a lot of beer and still focus, <laughs> right? And then there's the actual throwing of the ping pong ball. Yeah. Uh, but so so in both cases, I go with Nick Ramondo. <laughs> okay. Can he can take a drink? Can he? Yeah, he's yeah he's he's a he's a solid boy. Yeah, he can have, he can have a couple beers and still uh, you know not not stumble and you know still focus. And he, you know he has the the throwing part down too because he's a goalkeeper. So yeah, that he would be my pick. I'd be very happy with that pick. Oh, fair. Um, we've got one last question, uh, which is coming from Brian Lake over on Twitter. He he says that you were his uh, favorite player, as you've got passion and heart like nobody else. Um, he's got a couple of questions actually. Uh, first one I've actually already asked you about which was your personal highlights about being a player and a coach um, but the last question he asked was what are you going to order f- at Ben's Chili Bowl when this is all over well I'm I'm also not eating meat over the last uh, 10, 10 years so oh. uh, but so I but when I used to go I, I haven't gone to Ben's Chili Bowl um, that often in the last few years. When I did go, uh, I would eat. Uh, I'd get a tuna fish sandwich, and I know that's probably comical to go to Ben's Chili Bowl, <laughs> where they, they have some of the best half smokes and hot dogs and uh, chili in in the nation uh, to order a tuna fish sandwich. I'm, I'm actually embarrassed to even say that. I should have just lied here that I have a half smoke. Um, so uh, it's a it's a great institution. It's right down the the, the, the road for me, and we've done a, a bunch of charity things. And the Ali's are are, are great uh, citizens of DC and do a lot of great things. And so it's great to see them not only doing that great with the flagship place, but they're also in the airports now, and they're at the the baseball stadiums. So this uh, this city's it's a great city. I, I, I say it all the time. I'm very. Uh, very humble and, and thankful that I live in this, in, you know, I think one of the great cities in the world, uh, raising my kids here. And uh, I couldn't be happier that, that to be affiliated with this club for 20 years, uh, again, humble and, and lucky. And um, I, I've, uh, I, my, my fire's there. Um, I tell the fans that, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best every day. I wake up all, all my, my intentions are to win games, um, again, serve this community, uh, and, and uh, please the fans and try to bring them home a championship. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep doing as, as much as I can for them. I appreciate their support. I understand at times uh, I don't always have theirs, uh, but that's again that's part of this. That's part yeah. of being a that's part of being a coach. And uh, I'm I'm glad uh, there's a, a a lot of opinions because it it means that this club matters a lot to uh, to the fans. And ultimately, that's, that's what this is about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's, um, that's all we've got time for. Um, that is all the questions we've, uh, we've gone through everything, Ben. Um, is there anything else you want to add to add to the interview or the show? No, I, I just hope everybody's safe and, and, and I hope them and their families are um, dealing with this tough time and, uh, um, I want to thank you uh, for having me on. It's it's nice to uh, get a little 
uh, reminisce about the, the old days and, and, and forest and, and some of my, uh, uh, some, of, some of my career, I don't do it enough. And looking back, it's sometimes it's, it's nice to do that and appreciate kind of how lucky I have been to be a part of this club and some of the great moments and, uh, remind myself that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to, again, played for 10 years and, and coaching in this great city. Ah, well, thank you for actually taking the time out of your out of your day to come and join me on this uh, little show from the UK. Um, and thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to do this for the real first real time. Um, it's absolutely awesome. Um, so if you're not already, head over onto all the social media. Just search DC United Kingdom. If you want the direct links, I'll leave them in the show notes. Um, and I'll leave them in the chat for you to go and click through. Um, so once again, thank you very much. And until next time, vamos United. <laughs>